serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Monday, baby. Happy Monday. Welcome back, man. How's your day off, Friday? You know, it was beautiful. I sent you guys a picture. I golfed about the 15th. Yeah. I golfed with my pastor, and I just want to say golf is the four-letter word, oh. and they call it golf because <laughs> all the other four-letter words are taken. And yes, I heard some words out of my pastor that were not holy. Oh, right? my God. Because of the golfing. Uh, but on the way home, it started to rain. We dropped down to 75 degrees. It never got above 80, 85. Beautiful. I, I told everybody you got that uh, text. It was awesome. I told was, everybody. You texted me, and it was, uh, I guess what? It was uh, at the beginning of the show when it was like, oh, my gosh, it's 75 degrees. And, yeah, it's crazy. The weather's crazy. But we got a big show for you. Big show. Huge. Uh, today, it is uh, day one of the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's, everybody. That's what we're doing here. Showed up here at the uh, crack of dawn today. Let's just say Charlie visited me last night. Says, Daddy, I can't sleep. That was one. I got in about 2.30, Jim and I. Uh, and about 3.30 or 4 in the morning, they started arriving down there, getting themselves ready. Yeah. And they're down there in mass. We've got the phone bank here this year. So uh, the phone bank is 602-933-4567. We're going to talk much more about Phoenix Children's uh, throughout the day because it's a great week of the Giveathon. Hey, let's get to it. Uh, hit the ground running. We've got some uh, immigration we want to talk about. Uh, yesterday, excuse me, on Friday, uh, you weren't here, but we talked to our friend, the mayor of Yuma. Doug yes. Nichols. Doug and, Nichols. Well, we wanted to talk to him about what Ducey is doing. Ducey's building a wall. I know. How many walls are we going to have down there? Well, I think you need one. <laughs> I think you need one, and I think you can't have a bunch of gaps in it. No. But I got to tell you, I liked this idea at the beginning of the show on Friday, what Deucey was doing. Now I don't like it. So you liked it at the beginning. I liked it at the beginning. And then when you got all the information, you were able like to it. deep dive into it. You're like, this is stupid. I'll tell you why. Here's what's happening at the border. Here's what the governor's doing. It's They're made by ladders. Using... Say it again. It's made with ladders. It's not made with ladders. They're going to be using 60 double-stacked shipping containers. Okay. So they got a bunch of shipping containers. Which for some people is houses It's a house. Shipping containers are going to be part of the border wall. So if you stack two big shipping containers, Okay. It, it kind of makes the wall at the top even. Yes. Kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, it's going to be about 22 feet high. 22 feet high. They'll all be linked and welded together. Uh, and So you can't push two of those <laughs> like you could anyway. Razor wire will be placed at Ooh. the top of the shipping containers. Okay. So we talk about the wall. We talk about why it's a good idea. Why not finish the wall? Of course, it's a good idea. So do see all these months. He's yelling at Biden and Biden deserves it. He's a, a total disaster at the border. Yes. All right. So Ducey decides let's fill in the gaps. Okay. So you like this at I first. Liked it. At first, you're like, you know what? They're trying something. They're doing something that's outside the yeah. box. I like it. Yeah. And then we talk to Doug Nichols, who is the mayor of Yuma. This is where those shipping containers are going to fill in the gaps of the wall. Here's what he told us. It's uh, the placement of 40-foot long uh, railroad boxes. What do you call those? Containers. That's shipping where containers, shipping right? Containers, yeah. yeah. They're stacking them too high, and they're going to they're gonna bridge the, the gaps in the uh, Morales Dam area in the interim until the wall is uh, is added on to, as we were promised, through uh, the president here in the last couple weeks. All right, let's full stop there. Okay. Hearing that, uh, nothing's much changed from what you originally heard. Well, I mean, he said something. What do you mean the last couple of weeks? What, are they, what is the federal government promising you in the last couple of weeks? So it piqued my interest, and I had this follow-up question. Okay. 
Becky Lynn, that's the kind of guy I am. Follow-up questions. Follow questions. I don't just leave Good. things. You hard know what I mean? Hard-hitting over right. here. Yes. Hard-hitting, right? Hard hitting. That's why I'm the locker room leader at KTAR. Roll it. All right, so let's go there for a moment, because one of the last times we talked to you, uh, Mayorkas was in town, or he was in Yuma. He promised you he was going to fill these border wall gaps. gaps. Yeah. He lied to you, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Are those the same gaps that we talked about before that Mayorkas said, yeah, don't worry about? Those are the same gaps. Uh, we did get something literally in the last two weeks, uh, additional funding to get those same gaps closed. Huh. But it has to go through the regular procurement process of the federal government. Yeah. Well, so it'll be months right. before we get there. Okay. So, okay. So, so it seems like the federal government is might finally do something on the wall. The additional funding has been passed. Why is Ducey doing this now when he knows the additional funding has now, been passed? Now, did he uh, throw that out there like months and months ago and said, we're going to do this? He went and purchased stuff already. He's like, oh, my God. This happened purchased. in two weeks. I know that. But did Ducey ago. already purchased? Like, dude, I already bought like 40 of these things. No, I don't think so. What are we going to do? Turn them into apartments? Turn them into coal stones? It's a good, it's a good point. But, I mean... <laughs> You know that the government, first of all, federal government works slowly. I get it. You know, we could put these shipping containers there now and stop people from coming in. Why didn't you do it last year, Governor? Yeah. What did you, you just waiting? come up with an idea? I, I mean, didn't say. you just come up with a photo op with the shipping containers? Somebody see if Greg Abbott's done this. <laughs> and what? And, and is that, what has he done? The answer is what? He's probably done and, this. I think Greg Abbott did do this in oh, Texas. Oh, my Lord. But that's not the problem that I have with it. Like, if the government has finally come around and said, we're going to fix these. Um, these Massive gaps. Yes. Now, it's not that I totally trust them to do it. But if they have they have said in the last two weeks, yes, we're going to fix this. Yes, we have additional funding. And all of a sudden now, Governor Ducey says, well, I've got to fix the wall. Where were you last year? Where yeah. were you two years ago with the shipping containers? Where were you two months ago with the shipping containers? That's all I'm saying. I think it's a fair question. I you should reach out question. to him and say, hey, look, is it, it was this a logistics thing? Was you could not get a hold of something because of, you know, who, who knows what? Was this a situation where you had to see what the law was as far as putting this stuff down? Don't you think that Ducey knew that they were going to eventually... Uh, finish this wall, and I... then and then two weeks ago, the funding was passed, and you do it now. Why didn't you do it two months ago? Obama's Why wall. Didn't you... I've been there. I know you. That's have. where Andy Biggs before the whole thing. Oh. Uh, we went. Uh, we went down Don't there. Don't tell everybody you went with. You know, with with Matt Gatz again oh. before the whole thing, and uh, we're down there, and the wall is amazing. It's and I say wall because it's a fence. So imagine if your house had a fence in the front yard, but your driveway and your neighbors didn't have fence, and everybody could walk right. So through. you just walk right into it. Yeah. I was I was in Mexico one time, and over here I'm over here in America, and I'm in Mexico, and it was Obama's wall. Isn't this a better idea without the government? coming in two weeks ago and saying, yeah, we're going to fix that stuff. It's a much better idea by Ducey. But you know that that guy knew exactly what was going to happen. To be honest, it's kind of an ugly thing having all those things out there. Who cares? If it stops it, it stops it. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister. Well, if the mayor of Yuma told us back and I think it was March right, that yeah. Mayorkas came to town and promised they were going to fill those gaps federally, that the federal government was going to do that, it, then it, why would Ducey do anything in the last couple months? Because because we, we've spoken to uh, old uh, Nichols out there and uh, he has also said, yeah, I don't really trust that they're going to actually do anything because they've been telling everybody for years they're doing things. But as soon as the additional funding came in from the from the Biden administration, as soon as that came in, Ducey puts up his own wall. How much Tell of the wall that is, is going to be done? 
Uh, what is it, 3,000 feet? Yeah, they're doing 3,000 feet. Okay. Different That's... gaps. Because remember, the mayor told us on Friday they've got like over 50 gaps. Yeah. But as soon as the additional funding came in two weeks ago for the wall, now we see Ducey go down to the border and put the shipping containers there. That doesn't smell right it, to me. It feels weird because you're not running for anything. You don't need a photo op. You're done, right? You're done in a few months. You're, this is one of those things. You're, you've graduated high school, but you still have to go to school for the next couple months kind but of thing. He likes putting this on his resume, yeah, though. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's going to be done in the next few months, but this looks good on his resume. Or he's going to be like, oh, Greg Abbott's going to wish he did, like, <laughs> super good Then the next thing you know, Greg Abbott's like, I'm putting airplanes out there. And you're like, oh, my God, I should have thought of airplanes. I don't know. We're going to put tanks out there. That's Trump. It's, Tanks, fantastic. Does anybody think about I know grenades? Boat <laughs> with crocodiles. Remember Abbott put the boats in the river in the Rio Grande, the armed now, boats. I've been there and it is very he didn't put those in the river. That's actually the that is the federales that have those boats. The the federal government has theirs, but the federales they allowed them to put two or three boats over there and I will tell you what man, it is frightening. They have to live over here because their fear of the family being murdered. That's how crazy it is over there. Mm. Nuts! Nuts, I say! All right. So, uh, we're going to talk to the director of the Arizona Department of Homeland Security. Okay, this is Ducey's director of the Arizona Department of Homeland Security, Tim Romer. He's been on the show before. We're going to ask him. All right, Ducey's building the wall with the shipping containers. Is it a stunt? Because there's already additional funding for the actual wall. It's interesting. We'll discuss it. All right. Hey, coming up next. Coming up. Should we trade Donald Trump for Brittany Griner? I tease. Would you make that deal? I would not make the deal. I would not make that deal. Okay. What we will talk about is Republicans are rallying around Trump following the FBI, the raid. Uh, (laughs) The raid. Is this good news or bad news for Biden? We'll talk about it on the uh, Gatos and Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, uh, remember, we got a great podcast called the Gatos and Chad Show podcast. You can grab it so you never miss any of the show or your iPhone, your Android. Uh, the Gatos and Chad Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Rumors Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolisthebuyers.com. Carolisthebuyers.com. All right. The Trump, the raid, the raid, the craziness. It never stops. Uh, let's give you the latest on what's happening here. Um, so they you know, stole all his passports. What's that? Did you see that? He's like, they took all my passports. That's serious, man. Well, yeah, I don't think they were supposed to. I think they just picked up a bunch of boxes. Probably oh, some oh in they there. didn't ask to specifically no, no, for your passport? No, there wasn't any order to take his passports. All right. Well, then they got to give it back. Maybe it was just in the box lane next to the most protective secrets in the country. Inside <laughs> the cloak. Inside the, it's a cloak room. Oh, my gosh. So so these are big-time secrets. I don't know if he declassified them. I still don't know why they were in his basement at Mar-a-Lago. Um, and I still don't know why it took 18 months for us to really get serious about getting some of them back. Well, I think the negotiations were going on. Well, they went in June, and they got 15 boxes of stuff. I don't think they got the boxes that they wanted. Well, I, yeah, maybe not. But why did it take even more months? At some point, you would think, really, you guys had to use the uh, librarian to go and get this stuff? Well, some of these secrets, you have to read them in a vault. Why, why does Donald Trump have them? Again, it, asked, it begs the question, did he know he had them? 
Did, did, did he know that they were there? Did he not? Uh, did he pack the boxes? I don't know. I doubt he packed the boxes because he would have packed stuff that he like. This is me and Kim Jong Un. Right. This is me and you know so and so having <laughs> you know lunch out here. We're having tea on his yacht. I don't know if he was sloppy. I don't know if he's sharing secrets. That's I, what you said right there. Sloppy. It could be. He has played loose and fast with so many things mm. that you wouldn't normally see government do, and that was part of the appeal and also the uh, the worthiness of Trump. Yeah. Is there anything new today that that we what do we know today that we didn't know Friday? Is uh, there any is there anything new? I think the only thing for me is and then I want to know what you came up with just that these secrets were really big and shouldn't have been taken out of, you know, a vault or the White House or what have you. That's so you, the one. Thing. So you have top secret. You have secret. You have yeah. top secret. And right. then you have what they call secret access, which is above that. It's like having an all access pass. Right. So if you get a backstage pass to a concert, you usually get to go backstage to take a picture. and They kick you out. <laughs> when you get an all access pass and I've had several of those, you can wander on the stage and nobody you stops you. Right. And that's what this was. And from what I, I've gleaned from a few people that worked before in the White House, the stuff that is in these is essentially some of the big stuff is us intercepting communications with certain groups and organizations and people kind of like wires back and forth. Uh, you know, that was a lot of the big stuff that was in the super double expert, you know, uh, you know, Heidi kind of uh, uh, top secret, top secret, top secret. But we're, we're never going to know because it's top secret. Mm. They're not going to tell us. They're going to be like, hey, guys, all right, here's what we, here's what he took. He shouldn't have taken it. Yeah. You know, I think for me, um, I'm like, why is there just I, I don't I, we've talked about this. Why is there just blind loyalty for the man? Like he can never do anything wrong Fear. in certain people's eyes. Well, I'm not even talking about people in office. I'm talking about our audience, part of our audience. I'm talking about part of Arizona. Fear. Tribalism, man. You live in a world of tribalism and you go against your tribe. Mm. People don't like that. And if all of your friends are pulling in one direction and you think, eh, no, nah, especially when so many of them, your entire relationship in a lot of these places is built a lot on this. There is that fear that that tribalism, that they will turn on you eventually. And I think that is a big reason why I see it with politicians. OK, you're afraid you want you're trying to keep your job, whatever. But it's only this man. But it is only this man. It really is. It's like, hey, I know some of you out there. You love Joe Biden. OK. But I don't I'm know thinking, who you are. But. Well, no, I mean, but I'm thinking, hey, you don't like this inflation thing. You can't go out and say, well, inflation's fantastic. Right? But with Trump, like if Trump were president now, I think we'd have people who love Trump. Oh, inflation isn't that bad. It's not his fault. Anyway. Probably. They'll blame it on somebody else. Well, I mean, all teams. I mean, you blame it on the other team. But the blind loyalty. But if you can't consider pulling your support from one man, you know, and withdrawing your support, not even considering that. He may have done something wrong here. I, I don't know what that says about you. I think I, I find that really, I, I, really crazy. I think because of the way that he positioned himself. And let's be real. The way the media went after him, then the way the media went after a lot of the people that followed him. They also built up something where they got behind the guy and they made it personal. So the people that followed him also made it personal. So leaders deserve our unconditional love and support. No, no. Well, that's what I see. You know, that's what you see. Yeah. But... 
And he may be innocent at the end of this. Because yeah. as I've said, Chad, I don't hate him enough to root against him here. No. I don't like him enough to root for him. I just want to know what happened. And I think, you know, him having these secrets, probably a pretty stupid idea. Absolutely. At the end of the, game, of the day, that's a really stupid thing that he did, whether he knew it or he didn't know it. I mean, you got boxes sitting in your mansion. You should probably know what's in him if you're the former president. Maybe we should have people that maybe check everybody on the way out. Like, It'd hey, be nice. I used to work at a place where the leads were so important. It should be Costco. That when you walked out, you had to turn your pockets all out and have your hands up. What do you have to do at Costco? You have to. Well, you got to show them your receipt. And no, gotta, I'm banned from Costco because yeah. my wife will never take me there again. I buy in bulk. Buy in bulk. Um, but at Costco, they check you. They check your, they check your, your receipt. receipt, and they did a little. They should have done that at the White House. Yeah, they did not do they that. They did the not do that. They, they did not. Okay, we did not do such things. It would have. We wouldn't be in this situation. And I guess I'll just put a bow on this. If you love this man so much, right? You can do no wrong. But you know, all this crap follows him. Isn't there someone else you'd like to be in the, see in the White House from see, a Republican? I, I think we're missing it with the loving of him. I think that's part of it. I think a lot of it is the pushback that he gave the media, especially after the deplorables thing. It never, ever changed. And the media went after him and went after his Everybody supported him. Who said? Well, no, it was Hillary who said. Well, Hillary said that, but it started from there. And let's nobody be real. more deplorable than Hillary. No, Clinton. God, no, no, no. Still, yeah. still nobody still. more deplorable. All right, uh, we've got the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's. So we're going to update you on that and how you can donate. Plus, we had a Valley School gets locked down, and uh, parents got tased. <laughs> As you do. As you shouldn't, but you do. It's all coming up next. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers in the Ok Chin Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Giveathon on the Gatos and Chad Show. Oh, the Giveathon is back for Phoenix Children's. We do this once a year. You know, Chad, it costs a lot of money to run that hospital, and a lot of lives are saved because of what people are going to give this week. It's the Giveathon all week long. Yeah, and a lot of money is an understatement to run that hospital. Remember, you don't whether you can't afford or can't afford to pay to take care of kids. A billion dollars, give or take, to run that hospital, Ooh. just to give you guys a sense of what that thing costs. But what it does, and to have a hospital, a children's hospital here in this state, of the caliber is is truly there are very few hospitals in the country that come anywhere near this. So we were talking about it. You traveled the world. You've been everywhere. Yes, uh, and lived everywhere. And you you know you've been inside hospitals. There's nothing like Phoenix Children's. No, not, not even close. Nothing, not even close overseas. And the, and the whole thing is they want to make sure that kids know they're going in there. And the thing is to give them hope and to uh, to give an understanding that this is you know you're you're here to get better and to leave, but to to be able to see sunshine and happiness as well. And they do an amazing job. All right, why don't we kick it off with a check presentation? Yeah, right? baby. My friends at Howard Air, they're there every single year. They help us every year. My guys at Howard Air are fantastic. Here's the check presentation. Hey everyone, it's Justin Halfway with Howard Air. We are so proud and so honored to be a part of this year's Giveathon. It's really thanks to our amazing and incredibly generous clients, staff, and our partnered vendors that allow us to be a part of this Giveathon. Uh, with that said, we are so excited to present this check in the amount of ten thousand dollars. Uh, Howard Air, we've been a part of the Giveathon, donating since two thousand and twelve. Uh, with this donation, it puts us over $115,000 in that time frame. So we just are so proud of that and so humbled by that. Uh, we encourage the community to call the Desert Financial Credit Union Phone Bank at 
933-4567. Help Phoenix Children's raise $2 million this year. On behalf of Howard Air, thank you, Phoenix Children's, for being there for our community, providing world-class care, because when it comes to the future of our children, moments count. Thank you. All right. It's my buddy Justin over at uh, Howard Air. You know, when we were down at the hospital pre-COVID, Kevin Howard always there. Julie Howard always there. Yep. The team at Howard Air always down at the hospital. either answering the phones, giving money, going to see the kids and hanging uh, and giving them teddy bear, handing out teddy bears. Thanks to our friends at Howard Air. Uh, it's time for another story of hope presented by uh, Madame Holmes. Colton. Guys, you guys know getting a driver's license is a huge milestone for any teenager. For a parent, it's a milestone that comes with some concern. But getting a call that your son has been involved in a serious accident is one of your worst nightmares. This is Colton's story. I'm Tara. I'm Colton's mom. And I'm Colton, and this is my story. I was heading home from the lake, and my back tire blew. His car rolled about 10 times, and on the third roll, he was ejected through the front windshield head first. I blacked out on the first roll and then I woke up on the ground. Couldn't move my legs and I was pretty beat up. I knew I was paralyzed. So damn easy to say that life's so hard. Everybody's got their share of battle scars. As for me, I'd like to thank my lucky stars that I'm alive. pretty close so I was able to get there before the helicopter a horrible feeling because <laughs> you don't know um, is he going to make it he grabbed my hand and told me he was sorry because he didn't have a seatbelt on <laughs> and uh, I gave him a kiss and he told me how much he loved me and I told him how much I loved him and I just held him for a minute and that was pretty much all we had time to say and today you know that's good enough for me phone to PCH. His leg had been degloved. He had a broken back and then an aortic tear and it just kind of kept piling on and the nightmare just got bigger and bigger and the blessing was was that he was alive. I mean he just, every doctor that came in said that scientifically he, he never should have survived that car accident. Stars are dancing on the water here tonight It's good for the soul there's not a soul in sight This boat has caught its wind And brought me back to life Now I'm alive and well I made a goal when, and that was that I wanted to walk across the stage for graduation to receive my diploma. I'll be walking across the stage in two weeks. It's um, amazing how far he's come. Hopefully I don't fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hospital is amazing if he would have gone anywhere else there's no way he would have survived that's where he needed to be to live he's gonna walk again 
He's going to do some amazing things in this life, that's for sure. Wow. That's a miracle. Yeah. Miracle. That doesn't happen without Phoenix Children's and doesn't happen without you. Doesn't. No. Uh, leg was degloved. Uh, I pretty much know what that sounds like, but I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't even want to think Broken about back it. Broken back and degloved. Not something Oof. that you want to think about. Uh, horrific. How about Match? Let's do it. Cobblestone Auto Spa. Yeah, Match. You know what the music sounds when you hear it? means we're in a match. means anything that you can give, obviously. It's going to be counted twice. And all you have to do is call 602-933-4567. 602-933-4567. You know how we do this. You become a champion of hope. $20 per month. A teddy bear will be delivered to a patient in your name. And you'll receive your choice of uh, a kid's pass at Wildlife World Zoo or a cobblestone car wash. I like that. That's what we like to do. We like to give. That's right. It's big time. Teddy Bear Express. It's heading on up. It is heading on up. 602-933-4567. So you're listening to the Giveathon all week for Children's Hospital, presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian uh, community. And every hour, we're going to tell you something about a child there. Uh, we're going to give you the phone number. We're going to tell you how to help. Uh, let's raise as much money as we can for the children over at Phoenix Children's. 602-933-4567. The match goes into the break. Make sure you're calling now. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, coming up at 4.05, you know what we're going to do. It's called Midterm Mayhem. Mayhem. The madness, the mayhem, that's the 2022 midterm election. Uh, And we do it every day at 4.05. Something we talked about last week about uh, Carrie Lake. Is she, uh, she doesn't show any personality. No. It's just bash, bash, bash. Well, maybe this weekend she did what we said she should do, honestly, and show some personality. And we're going to play some of that for you at 4.05. It's pretty funny, I think. It is. And does it make her more human? Because we that's what we saw on television when she was uh, yeah. a news anchor. And now, you know, she'll hold a press conference. She'll just bash everybody. But, but this weekend, I thought she showed some real personality. And I think that's one thing that she really lacks on the campaign trail. Because everybody wants a little personality yeah. from your candidate. Well, you right? know, that was the thing that always caused, you know, Hillary, right? Everybody's like, she's oh. just the worst candidate. Right. She's not human. She doesn't feel human. She doesn't seem to have human emotions. Mm. And you've got to have some, even Ted Cruz, who you look and think, man, that's what happened to Grandpa Munster. He is <laughs> is he's got personality. She never seems to. It's just always so serious. Yeah. So uh, that's coming up at four oh five midterm mayhem. What have they always said? Everybody wants to vote for somebody they could have a beer with or yeah. sit down with. I always think that changes from year to year, doesn't it? Because people are like, well, Bush or Gore? Bush. Yeah. Right? Trump or Biden? I don't know about you, but I'd, I'd probably have a beer with Trump because yeah. I'd be more entertained. And yeah, I could get my buzz on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, but know. Uh, the... Uh, Katie Hobbs or, Kay, or, or Carrie Lake. That's a tough one. <sighs> That's a tough one. All right. Uh, hey, uh, I know you weren't here Friday. Barry and I talked about this story. There was a lockdown uh, in an El Mirage oh. school, and it was weird. 
The parents? Yeah, it was strange. So the school locks down. Somebody tried to get in with a gun. Whoever that was fled the scene. No one got into the school, but they locked it down, obviously. And when you lock a school down, kids have their cell phones. They start texting their parents. Hey, we're in lockdown. Hey, this is creepy. They said that there's a guy with a gun trying to get in. And you're not quite sure, you know, because kids are hearing stuff, and there's the, then stuff starts to wander. You send stuff to mom and dad. They start panicking. Well, I don't know about you, but if, if, if like, our kids are out of college and in the real world, you've got kids that are in school. You get a text from your kids that there's uh, uh, a gunman trying to get in. Do you go down to the school? Because that's what happened here. Do uh, you go down? I would, uh, uh, well, obviously Jack would be virtually impossible because he's in San Diego, but for, for the other kids, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think you would try to make an effort, especially after Uvalde, right? Right. Because there's, you can't, you feel totally helpless that you've just gotten yeah. this text. But listen to what happened in uh, El Mirage, because it turned into a bit of a mess. Darlene Gonzalez and her older son were trying to get her daughter from Thompson Ranch Elementary Friday when she says things took an unexpected turn. Okay, so this woman has her son, adult son, with her. Okay. They know that the kid, their kid, you know, mom's kid is inside that school. I was trying to de-escalate what was happening and at the same time thinking they're going to hurt my son. So I was like, please listen. For one reason or another... There was, I don't know if you want to call it a scuffle, but the son and the mom, I'm watching the video, they're they're very close to the police. I don't know. There's a confrontation. They're, 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 the, the people are worried, obviously heightened uh, emotions. Let me tell you what happened. She says after waiting in a police-designated area, parents heard an announcement from the principal the lockdown had ended. That's when she says they were told to go to the library. Okay, so you're told to go to the library. That sounds like... I don't know. That's, that, that's not, this sounds like protocol, right? Video posted on TikTok shows the chaos that ensued. I got thrown. I felt that I lifted up the ground a little bit. And, and when I fell, the first thing that hit was my head and it bounced up and then the rest of my body. And I, you know, I, I blacked out for, I don't know, probably a very short amount of time. Okay. Her adult son that was there with her, a gun dropped out of his pants. Okay. On Legal the ground. In the state to carry a gun. Understand that, but when a cop sees that a gun has fallen out of your pants. And he thinks maybe this is the person who was well, you here. You never know. Yeah. You never know. So that's kind of what happened here. It's definitely the Uvalde effect. Yes. I, uh, parents. 100%. You know, I, 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 I get how, how creeped out and scared you are when you get that text from your kid that your kid is inside the school and there's someone with a gun outside trying to get in. You, but you have to let the police do their job. You can't. This, we're not Uvalde. No. Our police officers are not cowards. No. In They're fact, I, like I think the Uvalde would be a lesson for everybody now. I think now, even if somebody, a teacher will run at somebody with a stick at this point, not to be in that situation again. Yeah. Uh, but heighten, you know, people, parents, people are going to react in a different way. When emotion gets out there, as we all know, emotions start to do things and it can get ugly fast. It can. But at what point do you receive that text from your kid, go down to the school, and then do you try and get into the school? Because you could get killed doing that. You could get killed as a parent doing that as well. You could get into the school and make it worse. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about it uh, as we go. Hey, coming up next, Deucey's building the wall with shipping containers. Is this a stunt? Next.